Our next movie is Friday the 13th, the final chapter, an immoral and reprehensible piece of trash that sold more tickets on its opening weekend than any other movie so far in 1984. And that is a very, very depressing commentary. It really makes me sad to think of all those moviegoers spending four and a half, five bucks, most of them teenage kids, sitting there watching this sad, cynical, depressing movie. Now, needless to say, Paramount Studios, the distributor of this film, didn't authorize any clips of the film for use on television. They like to make the money, but maybe they're a little bit ashamed of the movie. They like to hide it from critics like ourselves. But here are some scenes from the coming attractions trailer showing that the fourth Friday the 13th movie is just a cynical retread of the first three. All right, everybody, this is Movie String 2. I am Finn. With me, as always, is Mr. Smith, Mr. Lee Smith, to Hi. some. And today we are heading back to Camp Crystal Lake for the final time. <laughs> With Friday the 13th, part four. The final, final chapter. chapter. Yeah. Apart from the next six. And final chapter, my ass! <laughs> and the one where he fights Freddy. This and the remake. Final chapter, right? <laughs> yeah. Before we go on, don't forget to subscribe, whether you be watching this on YouTube or listening to it, wherever you get your podcast, and you can rate and review and all that crap and share it. And please. Yeah. Yes. Uh, also, there's no news this week. I mean, there's, we, we're not doing a news episode this week because not a lot's happened. No, not really. Hollywood there's a writer's Hollywood, strike still. It, so it's ground no, to a halt. Yeah, nothing's moving nothing's forward. Production. <laughs> nothing really worth commenting on other than Terrifier 3 is happening and there's a couple of details about that, but nothing really. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, literally it was like, was that thing I sent over to you. It was like, Terrifier 3 is coming out. It's got a bigger budget. The yep. end. Yep. Pretty, <laughs> yep, basically, yeah. And uh, if you are watching this, I apologize for the shirt. <laughs> we are we are getting ready after this we're going to a halloween themed birthday party in june in june <laughs> so that's what this is all about i like your costume thank you very much the scary, <laughs> scary mask bro <laughs> anyway i did say i was gonna i told her i was gonna come as madeline mccann and just not show up hey <laughs> it'll show up 18 years later yeah <laughs> dead oh dear there's been a breakthrough in that case how is there? What uh, is there? They were searching... A, oh, I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> the, the, the German guy who was the main suspect, they were searching a reservoir and they found some stuff. Yeah. But, but like 30 miles from the site where she went missing. Okay. So just, yeah, it's still happening. It's still in the papers, basically. Always. Always. And forever. Anyway. Anyway, that's the entertainment news for today. <laughs> Enough of that, yeah. <laughs> it's not what we're here to talk about. Get on with it! <laughs> It's all about me, Jason. The new Joyzy ice hockey mask guy. Back for the final time, allegedly. Yeah. So, Friday the 13th, part four, from 1984. Directed by Joseph, what are we saying? Zito? 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 It's American, isn't it? It's going to be Zito. 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 J. J Zito. Just call me Z Man. <laughs> Dr. Z. Dr. Z. Um. He also directed a movie which we're going to have to cover when I looked him up. What? It stars Chuck Norris. It's from 1985 and it's called Invasion USA. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, a yeah, Canon yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So look out for that episode. We gotsta. We gotsta. Definitely. Anyway, this one stars this Friday the 13th film. This stars Corey Feldman and Crispin Glover. Yes, I know. Weird casting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and other people, but we don't know who they are. Yeah. No, because... Yeah, anyway, the plot of this, Beeth... After being announced dead and taken to a morgue, Jason Voorhees spontaneously revives, escapes from the hospital, and stalks a group of friends renting a house in the countryside near Crystal Lake. Right, so it sounds like a more interesting film is about to happen, but then we just go back to the same thing we've done in the <laughs> yeah, previous literally. three. Cool. Like, All this stuff happens, and then we're back. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Our story begins... With a scene from Friday the 13th Part 2 and clips of the original films. and the third one, it's basically a highlight reel of the last three films. Yeah, which is what the previous couple did as well. Yeah, it? it may as well have a voiceover saying, previously on Friday the 13th. <laughs> Friday the 13th is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we get the opening credits. Anyway, we then cut to a helicopter in the sky with a searchlight looking down on the aftermath of the previous film. Yeah. There's bodies everywhere, basically. And one of those bodies is Jason in the barn. Remember at the end of the third film, yeah. he was killed, he was left in the barn, and he was there dead. I'm not totally sure what this helicopter's doing. No, it's, like, it's not like they're chasing anyone. No. It's just like, just, there's, there's no other light, so it's like, let's, let's get the helicopter. Like, 
dust off the helicopter, get it out, yeah. we need some light. That's yeah, all we basically. need. <laughs> there is a guy in there with a megaphone as well. Though. Yeah, I know, just telling everyone what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Surely you should be on the ground. <laughs> no, I'm perfectly fine up here. <laughs> I can see better here. I've seen the last couple of films. Yeah. I'm not going down there. <laughs> right, so also, do all, does like the events of all of the Friday the 13th franchise take place in the same week? Uh, Everything seems to start like the next day. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Apart from obviously the beginning of the first film, which is set in the fifties. Oh yeah, but then after that, everything seems to like immediately pick up after the last one finished. And be in a slightly different location. Yeah, like around the well, same. Well, still in Crystal Lake, just moved over a bit. Yeah, like yeah. just circumventing Crystal Lake, Crystal Lake like in yeah. the same forest and everything, but yep. just not the exact same location. Yeah, so it's no. like Monday, Monday. <laughs> Like, Monday it was his mum. Yeah. Tuesday he was the baghead. <laughs> Wednesday he picked up that f- hockey mask, and here we are on Thursday. But, <laughs> but surely they're all set on Fridays. Oh. Why well, do it never really specifies that it's Friday the thirteenth? Does it? No. <laughs> How many Friday the thirteenth do we get a year? Two, if that. Possibly. Yeah. Sometimes I guess you get none. But so yeah, I guess it's not none of they don't all t- especially if they do follow on, which they seem to do. Yeah. <laughs> Friday Doesn't make 13th, any sense. Saturday, Sunday the fifteenth. Saturday the fourteenth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I don't even know what month this is. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> anyway, an ambulance arrives to cart Jason's corpse off, and we get a long shot of the camp, and we see the ambulance leave. It's like the last vehicle off of the scene. Yeah. And then the camera doesn't cut for ages. Yeah. No, it just stays there. You keep. I think like, oh, something else is going to happen. Yeah. Nope. Just cut. Like Pamela Voorhees going yeah. to be like, Nope, it just takes the editing. Also, Yay. they seem to have just fucked off really quickly, considering this is like an active crime scene. Yeah. They're like, we're done here. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> just leave it like we are. Yeah, it's pretty obvious what happened here. Are we going to tape it off? No. Nah. No, no. No, that's it. Okay, cool. Just, yeah, life goes back to normal now. Over the, the, the scene as well where the ambulance driver turns up and he goes, uh, he goes, there's 10 of them. Yours is in the barn. He goes, what's wrong with him? He goes, he's dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're all dead. (laughs) Over at the local hospital, dead Jason is wheeled in and his body is signed in by a young doctor who comments on how cute one of the young ladies they've brought in is. Yeah. One One of the dead dead. young ladies they've brought in. Yeah. Oh dear. Because, yeah, she's pretty cute. Because, was. Because, no, still is. (laughs) Doctor, she's dead. Yeah. I'll be the judge of that. I'm the doctor. Yeah. (laughs) No, she's definitely dead. He just wants her to be alive. Yeah. She's got half a head. Oh, dear, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, this is the, like, this is, well, 1985, wasn't it? Four. 1984, yeah. So the background checks on medical staff were clearly not being done back yeah, then. Yeah, plus he's, like, the same age as all the teens appear. Yeah. Yeah. This Doctor then heads over to try and chat up a nurse, an alive nurse. Yeah. And he invites her to bang in the cold room, which I'm guessing is the morgue. The morgue, yeah. Yeah. She says no, and he asks if she has the curse. <laughs> To which she replies, if I do, it's you. Yeah. Good. Burn. Yeah. Yeah. Sick burn. For those that didn't get that, he's talking about menstruation. Yeah. Surfing the crimson wave. Yeah. She and must be if she doesn't want to bang me. You'd know if she was, because there'd be bears near. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're near the woods. Later, the same nurse makes her way into a dark room, only lit by the glow of a TV playing 80s aerobics videos. Yeah, I know. It's just a video, like a woman jumping up and down. Yes. In and a she's, leotard. She's looking for this doctor, whose name, it turns out, is Axel. Because, <laughs> of course, it is. I'm sorry. Dr. Axel. No. <laughs> no doctor is called Axel. Axels are rock stars and cops that live in Beverly Hills. That's, that's it. Suggesting that to be like a morgue attendant, you can just be a morgue attendant. You don't have to have any. Is there any qualifications you need for that job? I imagine you must have some sort of medical degree. <laughs> can you can you tell if they're dead or not? Yeah. <laughs> Axel can't yeah. apparently because <laughs> he's trying to bang them. Yeah. How about after this, uh, you and I get some dinner? I think she's dead, Axel. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think she's just a bit shy. Yeah, that gaping chest cavity. Yeah. Would say. <laughs> I got a discount coupon for this local Italian. <laughs> so weird this Axel she's voided her bowels <laughs> just making way yeah. making room for dinner this evening aren't you babe she's still twitching that means she's alive yeah. take it out of her Axel <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she's gone in the room looking for Axel Axel jumps out and scares the shit out of her because he's, he's a piece of shit because he's a cock yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the nurse just wants to watch the news but Axel keeps turning the TV back to the aerobics and trying to get it on with her yeah he's like this will moisten her up. Yeah, I think Axel's going to get cancelled. 
<laughs> Big time. Or at least fired. Naturally, the news on the TV is all about the murders, and the nurse cheers when the hospital they work at is mentioned. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the perpetrator of these horrendous crimes has been taken to so-and-so hospital, and she's Yay! like, that's us! Woo! Right <laughs> all right, calm down. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah, ten people are dead. Yeah. It's like nothing really happens around here. You're two minutes down the road from Crystal Lake. A lot happens. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if that was like happening in a hospital in New York during 9-11. Woo! They said our name! Get back to work. <laughs> Surely they must have had a really busy week as well with Jason on the fucking yeah. for the last few I days. I can't imagine there's multiple hospitals near any. Yeah. There's one, let's yeah. be honest. It's like, oh, another one. Anyway, uh, the nurse changes her mind on the whole banging Axel situation for no reason whatsoever and starts getting off of him. Yeah. Oh, and the whole time they're sat right next to Jason's corpse. Yes, which, I mean, that's a mood setter if, mm-hmm. <laughs> if there was one. Fuck the video, Axel. You've got a massive like seven foot dead guy next year <laughs> with a hockey mask on as things are getting hot and heavy between axel and the nurse jason decides to cop a field yeah jason touches her up yeah, yeah his his hand falls off the stretcher and yeah touches her leg this scares the shit out of the pair of them and the nurse does some overacting before leaving yeah she heads off to a supply room and pretends to count things while axel slides jason's corpse into a hole in the wall in the morgue you know one of those yeah, yeah, drawers. Those, those, yeah, drawers. <laughs> uh, but he hasn't shut the door properly, which is important. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And> a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Axel sits back down to watch his softcore porn, and at this point, the very much dead Jason decides he isn't dead, and he kills Axel. He silently manages to clamber out of that that drawer, thing, that big yeah. metal drawer that he's been put in, <laughs> like, which just a second ago was like junk, junk. <laughs> but yeah, and he's like feet first in there, but somehow still manages to yeah. get out without. And also, Axel's here, <laughs> still got his hockey mask on. Still with the hockey mask. They didn't mask like, on. Took, no. take the mask off. No, he's still fully dressed. <laughs> but yeah, and Axel's like this far away from it, but yeah, silently comes up and he's got like one of them bone saw things. Yeah, <laughs> so basically he sneaks up behind him, cuts his throat. With a surgical saw and then twists his head 180 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. I changed my mind about the whole being dead thing. <laughs> I feel like I got another movie in me. <laughs> uh, then, alive Jason. Oh, Jason. Goes and kills the nurse. Yep. Just goes to spy. What does he do? I can't remember. Stabs uh, her. It was three days ago I watched it. Yeah, he like fucking. Oh, he, he, he likes to stab people, up, like pin people against walls in this one. Yeah. Like, he lifts her up and then. Oh, he eviscerates her. He like stabs her and then goes. <laughs> Oh, he guts her. Yeah, yeah, guts yeah. her. Yeah. We then cut to two ladies jogging in the woods. They're a mother and daughter. The daughter is called Trish. Uh, we've mentioned this before about these movies. Uh, it's hard, especially when you're watching it and making notes, to get all the characters' names down. Because yeah, I didn't you get don't many of these. normally find out the characters' names until... Somebody's looking for them. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're dead. So... I did manage to get them all. But yeah, when you're making notes, you're like, oh, here's a character. No, they don't really get any like dialogue that, well, any dialogue yep. until sort of the build-up of their death. Yeah, I managed so, to get but, Trish. Uh, I've, I did eventually get them all, but bear with us. <laughs> Mrs. Jarvis. So yeah, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so also, Trish. we get like a Jason's POV shot at this point. As he left, he fucking just ran out of the hospital. Yeah, the, <laughs> the door was next it. door. Trish and the daughter, are, uh, sorry, fucking hell. Trish and her mother are jogging, and it would seem they are being watched. We then cut over to an alien playing a video game. Like playing an Atari. I get it, we're going with the sci-fi angle. (laughs) Jason versus the aliens. (laughs) It's got to be really popular, like like those Star Wars movies. Come on, Jason, it's a bit early to to take the franchise into space, isn't it? (laughs) Got another four, five movies. This is the final chapter! (laughs) It's actually just Corey Feldman wearing a mask. He plays Tommy, who is yep. Trish's little brother. Uh, we know this because the mum is now magically back in the house. Yes. And he's talking to her. They gather around the kitchen, Trish, Tommy, and the mother, and they mention that some kids have rented out the place nearby, across the street. Yeah. And it's six teenagers, which sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like, so they live in a house. This is out in the woods, right? Yeah, in the right in the middle of the, the woods. Yeah, but it's not in a cabin. It's a full-on house. Yeah, which they live in permanently. It's not a holiday home, is it? They live there all the time. Yeah, and there is one. There's only one other house nearby, and it's directly opposite across the street. Yeah, it's, I say it's, the street, the path. The, yeah, it's literally you can see it from their house. Yeah, 
and they're um, the only two and then say not cabins full-on houses like you yeah. find in the suburbs but they're in the middle of the woods so they're own. the only ones the jarvis family the only ones that live in this one that one gets rented out all the time i mean is this the first year they've lived there because they're gonna die there in winter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um yeah they're gonna uh, yeah they're, there's there's no way in and out of that place if the snow comes down yeah i, d- I don't know maybe it's a i don't know <laughs> Jarvis's summer home. It doesn't seem wise. No, but also it's just weird that like they're not even cabins; they're just full-on houses. Yeah. But there's only two of them facing each other. Yeah. Out and surely, if you were to buy a house in the woods, it would be for some seclusion. Yeah. Not. Oh, and here's your neighbours right there. Yeah. And oh. if you hate them, you're fucked. Yes. <laughs> and also, it's an Airbnb. Yeah. So who knows who'll be there? Oh, fuck. Yeah, these aren't the only people. Don't forget, Camp Blood is just down the road. Yeah. <laughs> and so we meet our victims for the movie. Six teens driving along in a car on their way to their rented holiday Airbnb. Well, Unaware, they're driving straight to death. Their names, we'll figure out as we go. Well, one of them's called Doug, though. We know that at this point. Crispin Glover is there, and he's playing Jimmy. a guy called Jimmy. And it was revealed that he hooked up and then got dumped by a girl called BJ Betty. Yeah, I don't think that's her given name. Might be. Might be, but I can't see it. Belinda Joanne Betty. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe her father was like, huh, let's call her a blowjob. Because <laughs> that's what she was supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah after he's explained all this, he, he after he's told his friend about how he got dumped and all that, it, this is Ted. He tells Jimmy that the reason he's been dumped and everything is because he is a, quote, dead fuck. Yeah. And this is something he keeps calling him throughout the film. Jimmy is yeah. a dead fuck. It really irks, like, Crispin. Chris, Crispin Glover's character gets a little bit of an arc in this. Not much of one, but he does get one. Because yeah. he manages to... The, the, there is, like, a, an element of his own little story going yes, on there in is, the midst yes. of this. But yeah, he calls him a dead fuck. He pretends to put information into a computer that he doesn't that have. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, then Jimmy Crispin Glover exclaims, God, I'm horny. Yeah, out of nowhere. Writing. <laughs> and then they, um, they stop for no reason at all. They, they're lost. Oh, that's it. They're lost. Yeah, they and stopped. then they just... Apparently, Pamela Voorhees is buried in a roadside grave. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they stop the car because they're lost and just hop- happen to stop right next to the Crystal Lake graveyard that's never been mentioned well, it's, before. It's really only Pamela Voorhees. It, and I there's think there's one few, other broken one. It's about the size of this room. Yeah, it's like a lay-by. Yeah, and every, <laughs> all the tombstones are really small. Yeah. And right front and centre is the grave of Pamela, Pamela Voorhees, Voorhees, who yeah. died at the age of 49. Yeah, three days ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But also these... 49? <laughs> she was not 49. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I suppose aren't these films supposed to take place the year after? Because it says on her grave, her tombstone, 1981. It certainly doesn't feel oh, that I don't know, fuck, I remember that. <laughs> I think we're thinking about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> we then meet a lonely hitchhiker on the side of the road. And she is um, a bigger girl. Yeah. So don't expect her to live very long. No. Her sign reads, Canada and love. And then on the back it reads, fuck you, for those that doesn't don't stop for her. Right. Which... Canada. She's trying to get to Canada. Yeah. Where is Crystal Lake? <laughs> New Jersey. New Jersey! New Jersey. All oh, right, okay. Anyway, the, the teens don't pick her up. After the teens don't pick her up, she sits down and eats, because of course she does. <laughs> Five seconds later, she is killed by Jason, who sneaks up on her and stabs her through the throat. Yep. It's not just sexy teens I kill. (laughs) Equal opportunities. Yeah. I'll kill anybody. (laughs) End of scene. It's fucking pointless. Yeah. The whole character is pointless. Yeah. Doesn't even have a single line of dialogue. Why? She's dead. It's literally just somebody to kill. Just to up the body count. Yeah. Yeah. Pointless. Back over at the family house, they're getting ready for dinner when there's a noise at the door. It's Gordon the dog. Yep. Yeah, great. A dog. Gordon the dog. We need a dog. Doesn't speak. No. Again, no. like dogs don't, do they? Like, no. We established this in uh, Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. Dogs yeah. are stupid. <laughs> and uh, the teens arrive at their place, which is across the street. Yeah. And Tommy and Trish go out to sort of meet and greet them. Yeah. Yeah. And they L- instantly leave after meeting Corey <laughs> Feldman. They're like, nope. <laughs> Later, Sarah, one of the teenagers, is talking to Samantha. Ah, see, I could never yeah. figure out that. Samantha is dating Paul. So they're sharing yeah. a room together. And Sarah has to share a bedroom with Doug. Right. But it's bunk beds. Yes. Because they're not dating. No. Right. Over and, at... Uh, doesn't Samantha basically shut, slut shames Sarah as well? She's they like, have a really boring conversation it's about It's like a weird sex. conversation. It's like, fuck it, but you, you, she goes, you'll sleep with anyone. <laughs> Pretty much. She's yeah. like, not anyone. She goes, guys lie about those things all the time. I was like... 
Wow, these these are different times. <laughs> you just have a reputation, Samantha. Yeah, yeah, and she's always disappointed that she doesn't have a reputation. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's like, why does no one call me a slut? Yeah, maybe she put out. Also, Sarah looks like Sarah Jessica Parker a bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, over at the other house, the fan get used to this. By the way, this film cuts between the two houses a lot. Yes. So we've got the family house and the teen house. So over at the family house, Trish and her mother are sat reading, and Trish announces that she's going to bed. Trish's mother is reading a newspaper paper article all about the recent massacre. But they never yesterday. mention this. <laughs> they never talk to each other no. about the fact that many people have been killed in this area. Oh, at one point she does like have a go at uh, Corey Feldman for leaving the front door open. She goes, what if the psycho just walks in? And that's the only mention really it gets. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. They're like completely oblivious. So they're aware that it's happened, but they're like, well, he's dead now, isn't he? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Upstairs, Tommy is in bed watching one of the teens across the street get undressed in a window because it's the 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> this is the era of porkies. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, whilst walking through the woods, Crispin Glover is moaning about BJ Betty to Ted. And at this point, I've now figured out who all the teens are, right? Right. We've got Samantha and Paul. They're banging. Yes. We've got Sarah and Doug. Not banging. Right. We've got Ted and Jimmy. Not, not banging. banging. <laughs> Anyway, so that's our 16s. Okay. And then we, we get two more episodes. Yeah, and then more come along. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway, as the teens are walking along, they encounter identical twins, Tina and Terry. Tina and Terry. Yep. Right, Tina and Terry are full of shit as well, because they're like, oh, where's Crystal Point? And they go, actually, we're heading that way ourselves. Like, you're not, you're coming the other way. Yeah. You're not going the opposite so direction. The, the teens are heading for the lake, and this is where they meet Tina and Terry, mm. and, they're, and they say uh oh it's, it's a long walk we're going yeah. there as well but it's a long walk but it, like you're not going there <laughs> if you're both going there how come you're meeting going opposite fucking directions also it isn't that fucking far away because in a minute fucking cory feldman and trish like pull up in the car they can hear them <laughs> like, <laughs> and cory feldman just walks over there in like minutes <laughs> yeah it is weird uh so they go the teens go with the twins yep. to the lake, except for Sarah, who heads back on her own to get the car for some reason. But yeah, for no Why? reason at all. It's like, <laughs> when they're like, oh, it's a long walk. Oh, I'm going to go get the car. Like, yeah. Well, okay, should we wait? No, I'm just going to go. And yeah, like, why? Like, like wooded tracks as well. Like, yeah. you're going to get the car down there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like, well, if you're getting the car, we'll just wait here. Yeah. Or we're all going to get the car. Or we'll wait for you to come along in the car and or take us. Or you'll just stop being a bellend and we'll yeah. not get the car at all. Yeah. I don't... What, what, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, and uh, Ted and Jimmy, they get boners over the twins. Yes. Because they they're hot twins. And was it whoever the girl is walks back for the car, she goes back, she starts walking backwards for ages. Like yeah. She's like spooked by something. So Sarah now heading back through the woods on her own gets spooked by the film's sinister music, <laughs> as it happens in all these films. <laughs> And uh, then she gets really spooked when she bumps into a branch. Because she's been walking backwards for like 10 minutes. In the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. Over the lake, everyone starts getting naked because Paul just shouts, Skinny dip! Yeah. And they all and just... we all know when somebody shouts that, doesn't matter where yep. you are, what you're doing, you have to get naked. Yep, they all start stripping, including the twins. Mm. Is that weird? Well, the twins. Yeah. Well, yeah, then they're swimming to get... I guess... They I get naked know. together. There's a lot of porn about it. <laughs> But it's yeah yeah I get the twins are like close yeah and they basically have the same body yeah but it's still getting naked in front of your sister I don't know I don't know how it works I don't know what the rules are for twins I don't know <laughs> it's just it's kind of weird so anyway they all get naked apart from Jimmy because he's Crispin Glover or they he's slowly he's like oh, he's slowly everyone yeah. else is naked he's slowly getting undressed like, like oh, pantaloons yeah <laughs> At this point, Trish and Tommy and Gordon arrive at the lake and Tommy gets to see a bunch of naked men and women. Yeah. By the way, he's like 10. So they immediately leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trish is like, don't look. <laughs> he's like, well, I want to see. He's like, oh, let's just go. We yeah. need to get you out of here. This is just no, so inappropriate. But their car breaks down and sinister music starts playing. Trish gets Tommy to fix the car because even though he's only 10 years old, she's a woman. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just like, just fix it. We. I was like, yeah. he's, he's like eleven. Yeah, <laughs> he's there, like trying to. Oh, Eleven-year-old mechanic. Yeah, she's just sat there, like, surely the person that knows how to drive knows more about cars than the yeah. ten-year-old boy. Oh. He's like, oh, I need a screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> Back over at the lake, Sarah has arrived at some point. It was never sort of 
I don't know how she got back, but she's just back, I guess, with the car. And she isn't naked. Stuck up, bitch. Yeah. Samantha just tells... <laughs> got ourselves a reader. Yeah, a thinker. Ooh, boring. <laughs> Samantha <laughs> tells Sarah if she doesn't get naked and get in the lake, she'll drown herself. Mm. And she does. Yep. <laughs> just disappears under the water. Samantha... And that's the end of her. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha drowns herself. Yeah. <laughs> it's in like a tantrum? <laughs> yeah. Underwater for fucking ages. And then her body floats out under yeah. the pontoon. But she's not dead. She then pulls Sarah into the water because yeah, she's Because it's all japes. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Hijinks. Back over at the broken down car, Tommy is still trying to fix it when he gets a jump scare from a young hunter, hitchhiker, camper guy yeah. who offers to help them with the car. And I'm like, oh, another character. <laughs> another fucking character. Great. Do you think that's how you feel. Who do you think Jason feels? Yeah. He's like, oh. I've got my work cut out for me this time. <laughs> So many to kill. This is Rob. <laughs> Rob, is that his name? Yeah, and Rob fixes the car with him, a knife. I called him Bear Hunter for the rest of the fucking <laughs> film because I've missed his name. And he says he's hunting bear, which is well, a it's, lie. Yeah, so we've got the family of three. Yep. Six teens. Yep. Plus two twins. Plus two twins. Plus Rob. Plus Rob, yeah. Plus a dog. Plus the dog. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Jason is going to be busy. Yep. you got to go out with the bang. It's the final chapter. So after he's fixed the car with his knife, somehow... They give Rob a lift to their house for some reason, and he mentions that he's hunting bear, and then inquires if there's any kids around. Yeah, I know immediately. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, you should give us, get, just like get in. Like we've just met you, and you just fixed the car with a knife. Yeah, um, so you should definitely get in. Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah," because what are you hunting bear? And he goes, "So is there any kids about? Yeah, like just you know, on holiday or anything." It's like, uh, uh, well, yeah, right. actually, six of them like, oh, six, you say? Ooh, all right, Jimmy Savile, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird question. Just coming. And they don't bat an eyelid, though. No. Like, it's fucking yeah, hell. odd. We then get to the house. When they get to the house, sorry, Tommy drags Rob up to his bedroom because he's got something that he wants to show yeah, him. Yeah, come to my bedroom. I've got something to show you. Now... <laughs> This is why you keep getting molested, Tommy. Um, <laughs> either that, or they're going to flip the fucking... Tommy's going to molest him. <laughs> Maybe. He goes up and he shows him his collection of masks. Yeah. So Tommy makes his own kind of horror mask. Horror-themed masks. Yeah. So, and, the alien um, one, apparently. Yeah, if you were... Ugh, I mean, like, if some 10-year-old was like, come and see my Halloween masks. But, all right, mate. And then they show you and you'd be like... Oh, yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I like, yeah. Just, mm. just pander to them. It's a fucking 10-year-old. It doesn't matter. But yeah. no, not Rob. He's like, <gasps> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, really, like, intense and yeah. kind of sultry almost. It's yeah, getting, it's weird. It's fucking weird. Yeah, Rob is, uh, Rob is an Amber Alert. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, over at the other house, the teen house, the teens have returned from the lake and Samantha and Paul are sucking each other's faces off and Jimmy puts on some music. It's like a 80s glam metal song. Yeah. And then he asks one of the twins to dance. Remember, 80s glam metal is playing. Yeah. He asks one of the twins to dance like it's prom. Like, hey, would you, uh, would you care to dance with me? Like... <laughs> Anyway, she agrees, and then Crispin Glover... This is amazing. ...does is so the good. weirdest fucking dance I have ever seen in my life. That, 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 that man has some moves. Like, if you're watching this, we'll, uh, we'll show a clip. If you're not and you're just listening, imagine Ian Curtis combined with Elaine from Seinfeld when she does that awful dance. That's, it's... Ian Curtis while having one of his fits. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how anyone kept the straight face during that. I mean, it's, I mean, Chris Crispin Glover is famously odd. Yes. <laughs> like so, I mean, I wonder how many takes that. I bet he kept doing it every time. There's like Crispin, can you just dance like a normal person? Yeah, no worries. And he just did that again every single time. So the event I was like, fuck it, we'll just leave it. In. Yeah, I think that apparently, like that is how he dances. <laughs> they said like that. No, that was all him. That's how he used to dance in clubs. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Crispin. Fucking weird bloke. Fucking lunatic. <laughs> uh, Paul changes the music to a slower love song, most likely just to get Jimmy to stop fucking dancing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like some sort of horrendous jazz, like yeah. slow jazz. Yeah. On. Ted forces himself on the other twin who pushes him off. to tr- So the twin pushes him off to try and flirt and dance with Paul, despite his girlfriend Samantha being right there. Right there. Yes. <laughs> She doesn't get anywhere with him, so decides to dance with Ted, and Jimmy dances with the other. Sarah, just not in this scene, neither is Doug, actually. 
no, just not there. Never mind. Outside, Rob is outside the other house. Rob is leaving to head back into the wilderness to hunt bear and look for kids. <laughs> and Trish is saying her goodbyes, and he gives her a peck on the cheek, which is weird. Yeah. What the fuck? I've known you two hours, and you spent most of that time with my ten-year-old brother in his room. Yep. But okay, just kiss me. Why yeah. not? You freak. It's like these. these... There's people in these films that just deserve to be murdered. And, and Trish is definitely up there. Rob, Axel, yeah. Yeah, even the mum didn't have too much to say about him coming into the house. She was just like, oh, who are you? But he's already upstairs. Oh, he's already in Tommy's room. He lives here now. He's this guy um, we met. He's also got a rifle and a bunch of knives on yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Back over at the teen house, there's beer being drunk and they're partying. And uh, the writers have remembered to put Sarah and Doug in this scene, which is nice. <laughs> And the twins are getting shit-faced, and it's Tina has another go at dancing with Paul, again, right in front of Samantha, and everyone is super not comfortable with this. Yeah. Tina has no shame. No, she just does not care. It's, everyone's just kind of looking at their feet like, um, Yeah, she's a sociopath. Yeah, (laughs) it's super fucking awkward. So Samantha storms off, and Sarah goes after her, but Doug, he stops her, because he wants to dance with Sarah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Samantha, she goes, right, if you two are going to go, I'm going because it's suddenly got a bit cold in here for me. Mm. So you're going to go and skinny dip in the lake (laughs) outside. (laughs) And so Tina dances all sexy with Paul while smirking at Ted, who she rejected earlier, who's looking pretty miserable. Tina is the worst. She is. She's just psychotic. Yeah. She's worse than me. (laughs) What kind of bitch does that? (laughs) Fucking whore. Can't wait to kill that one. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Jason definitely has something against her. Like, we'll get to it. But... <laughs> Out in the woods, by the lake, an upset Samantha gets naked. For no reason. <laughs> Literally. She hears a noise and she thinks it's Paul. Yeah. The, there's and no noise. Again, it's, it's the film's music. Yeah. It's, Paul? No. <laughs> <It's> the... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's just the uh, quartet in the corner. Don't mind. <laughs> anyway, so she goes for a swim alone in the dark, naked. Yeah, and she swims out to a dinghy in the lake, and she gets in the dinghy, and she says, "Paul, like a hundred times, I know you're out there. Yeah, Paul, you're in the middle of a fucking lake. <laughs> He's not out there. He's not there. <laughs> Silly cow. If you're swimming out into that lake as well, because that water's like black. Yeah, like it's that it's that dark. Like if you're swimming, dude, you 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 deserve everything you get. <laughs> like leeches in the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> After that nonsense, Jason leaps out of the water and kills her. Yeah, in a throwback to the first film, <laughs> or not? Uh, yeah, I, I guess it is, but I don't. I, reckon, they I don't reckon they thought that. Uh, this is an homage to the first film. No, I don't think they did. Do you not? I reckon maybe some a fan pointed out later, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, that's what we meant yeah. to do." Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Back over at the teen house, Paul finally decides that dancing with Tina maybe isn't a good idea, so he leaves. So Tina now decides, well, I guess I'll dance with Jimmy. Yep. Literally anyone but Ted. She's literally moved around every bloke like, at this party. Except for out. Ted. Except for, uh, except for Ted, yeah. She's yeah. like, she ghosted Ted. Um, oh, and, and Doug. Yeah, but Doug, <coughs> actually I'll say, Doug's kind of with Sarah, but that wouldn't stop Tina. No, not at all. It's lucky he wasn't in the scene. This film, <laughs> this film is basically a teen soap opera yeah. at this point. <laughs> this is like Dawson's Creek yeah. with Jason. <laughs> then she decides that she wants to fuck Jimmy and she takes him upstairs. This just leaves Ted and Terry because, again, the writers have forgot to put Sarah and Doug in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> they're there, they're not there. And Terry rejects Ted because fuck Ted. Yeah, I think Ted horrendous. is supposed to be like the the jester of the film, but yeah, but he's got nothing funny to say. No, or interesting. No, no, he's got nothing. He's no, he's no Shelby. No, no. <laughs> he keeps saying, "Do you want to give Teddy Bear a kiss?" Like do, he tries That's it three it, times, it's like three times. Yeah. Like, Man, fuck, just no, no. Stop saying it. We then cut over to Paul making his way to the lake in his underwear. He got undressed whilst walking, I guess. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just stripping as he walked along Samantha so by the time he gets to the lake he's just stood there in his underwear yeah. how did he know that he was going to have to be like I'm going out to look for her but I'd better t- all this, these clothes are holding me down <laughs> anyway he discovers Samantha's body and then he gets a harpoon through the dick yeah well he swims out to the dinghy doesn't he and he gets over he's like, like fucking swims yeah, yeah where's Jason carrying all these weapons <laughs> I store them underwater <laughs> obviously 
But yeah, he fucking harpoons him because he just stabbed her with a like a knife or something through the dinghy. Yeah. And now he's harpooned. Like he's just like gonna be carrying like he's got a whole backpack full of different weapons. It's like it's like a video game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it too much. He screams in agony and Rob, remember Rob, the hunter of Bear bears hunter. and kids? He's near <laughs> he's nearby in his tent and he hears this, so he arms himself with a machete. He's got a rifle, but he takes a machete. It's a fucking big machete yes. as well. Like and he heads big. off to investigate. At this point, it very much seems like Rob will be our our, our hero, yeah, the one to kill Jason. He's he's not a teen like all the victims. No, he's about he's a bit thirty-five. Older. Yeah, <laughs> he's a big guy. Yeah, he's a hunter. He's armed. Like this is gonna. I reckon. At this point, I was like, this is gonna be our hero. Well, yeah, because I I mean I don't I don't remember seeing this one before. Like, and and I was like, why are they why have they called it the final chapter? Like. Is there is there a definitive kill of Jason? Is this mm. what we're gonna see? Yeah. While he's looking around, he sees Jason back over by his tent. So he runs back only to find Jason has broken his rifle in half and scrunched up his map for yeah. some. <laughs> <laughs> he got there just before and Jason's like, Argh! Oh, <laughs> oh hello <laughs> but why is he just can't read your map anymore <laughs> yeah he hasn't ripped it up he's just scrunched right, it up I wiped wipe my ass with, with it <laughs> take that you fucking pedophile <laughs> yeah he's like shit on his pillow <laughs> <laughs> it's just like oh no he's like he broke my rifle in that oh he scrunched my map up I'll never get these creases out <laughs> Jason you bastard <laughs> stolen the batteries out of his portable speaker yeah. <laughs> And his mosquito propellant. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach you. Cut holes in his yeah, mosquito net. He <laughs> won't be able to sleep tonight. Back over at the teen house, Jimmy is about to get lucky with Tina. The bed breaks. Yeah. Hilarious. End of scene. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ah, the comedy. Ah. Meanwhile, downstairs, Ted has found an old porno film. And I mean old. Yeah, I mean, it's like a Victorian... <laughs> it's, it's, it's a silent movie with tits yeah. in it, basically. So him, Terry, Sarah and Doug watch it. Yeah. Great. Now, I don't... I, you wouldn't think Sarah would be like... Sarah's like that sort of character where she'd be like, oh, I'm not watching the this. Prude. It's terrible. Yeah. But no, she's all right with it. Yeah. Terry, she's had enough of watching the porn, so she decides to go and get Tina. So she goes upstairs to the door and tells her that they've got to leave. In a Cockney accent for some reason. <laughs> Did you notice this? No, I didn't. It was really weird. Obviously, they're American. Yeah. They're identical twins. But for some reason, Terry's like, Tina, we got to go. <laughs> and Ter- uh, Tina says, no, I'm, I'm not going. You go on your own. So I don't leave without you. <laughs> it's like EastEnders. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that one scene. I mean, she doesn't really have any lines, but her voice kind of sounds like this. Yeah. All right. Come on, Tina. Daddy then told us that we couldn't leave. Yeah. Like, we couldn't be separated. Come on, Tina. Don't be such a slag. No. Let's go. Yeah. Sharon's going to go nuts, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. And then, yeah. Especially as she's talking to Tina, who sounds like really like, no, go on your own. But I don't leave without you. Weird. There's a whole spin off of just how they, they've only just like come together. Like, it's, it's like the parent trap. Yeah, like they, <laughs> they was living in two separate countries until just recently and they've just reunited in Crystal Lake. Maybe that's what it's meant to be. It's, it's their like first a holiday of, together. It's like, like a piss take a... of the parent trap where one of them's English and one's American. <laughs> one twin in London, one twin in New York. <laughs> they come together with Jason. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. I love long lost twin stories. I love that shit. <laughs> You ever see it on, like, TLC? (laughs) So, Terry leaves the house on her own, and it's now raining, and there's a thunderstorm, which seems to happen in every one of these films. Yes, yeah. Outside, she is killed in actually a pretty impressive shot. So, obviously, it's raining, and she's out getting the bike, and it's a single shot. It doesn't cut. And the camera pans, it moves, sorry, it doesn't pan. It moves past uh, Terry and goes up to the house, and as a flash of lightning hits yeah. the house you see the shadow of him stabbing her and then it's gone yeah like the timing that must have gone into that it's quite impressive it don't know what it's doing in this film it's way <laughs> wasted in this movie it is a good shot yeah, so she is uh, stabbed with like what i guess a pitchfork or something obviously it's well, all in silhouette maybe the harpoon all again. in shadow you can't yeah. really see back inside sarah tells doug that she wants to bang him in the most stupid and roundabout way possible <laughs> <laughs> it's the dialogue is so dumb she's there sat there and she says i think i'm gonna go upstairs and doug says oh are you tired she's no No. (laughs) doug can you sleep in the bottom bunk tonight oh okay 
Do you want to sleep in the top one? No. Okay. So I'll just sleep on the sofa then. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so, do you, what? Do you, what's Sarah? Listen, I'm a teen in the eighties. Yeah. Not very smart. <laughs> do you want a bang? So she heads upstairs to freshen up. Mm. Over at the other house, the family house. Mother arrives home and the electricity is out. Something Again, that, yeah, this happens in every film as well. Yeah, something like that happens Jason, in all Jason, these films. Like, uh, Jason is an electrician. That's true. Mm. Why did my Unabomber shack? Oh, yeah. And a plumber. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I plumbed in the toilet, I wired the shack. Uh, also, the mother can't find anyone in the house. Trish and Tommy and even Gordon, are do- the dog, they're not there. They're missing. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't do that good a job of looking, though, really. She just wanders around downstairs calling their names out and trying all of the lights. She's like, well, the kitchen light doesn't work. Maybe the living room. Maybe the stairs. I think well, the power's the out. Working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then she, she doesn't really look. And then she goes outside, doesn't she? So Mother ventures outside and is suddenly <clears throat> scared shitless by something before we cut away to Trish and Tommy and I assume Gordon driving somewhere in the dark, in the rain. Yeah. And that's the end of Mrs. Jarvis. We never see her again. No. And that's the end of that scene with them driving. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, guess, are they heading back from the lake? I don't know where they've been. No, because they brought Rob back, didn't they? Yeah, they've already been home. So they went out they again. They went out again, oh, but like, at, at like three in the morning. And also the mum was home, so where's she been? Yeah. Fuck knows. Fuck, what's going on? Yeah, the passage of time doesn't travel like yeah. the same as it it's, does everywhere else in this film. No. It's just like kind of all over the place. Like, it's two o'clock in the morning, it's four o'clock in the evening. <laughs> it's like <laughs> really weird. We then cut to a quick shot of Sarah getting herself ready to get a rail. That's, yep. that's that. Before cutting to Trish and Tommy arriving back at their house to discover that Mother isn't there and the lights don't work. Yeah. So Trish now heads out into the rain looking for Mother and stumbles upon Rob's tent. Well, first she goes, right, I'm, Which I'm apparently going to... Is, like, in the garden. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find Mum. And she's like, Tommy, you stay here and fix the lights because Tommy's an 11-year-old electrician as well as... Uh, <laughs> that explains how the lights are working later. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? He's a mechanic Tom, and electrician. Yeah, this guy's... He's like a mini Jason. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this kid's IQ must be massive. Like, he, he can fix cars, he can fix the electrics, he makes all these, like, Hollywood-level masks. Yeah. <laughs> like Tom Savini-level yeah, masks, yeah. who worked on this film. <laughs> yeah, what's the special effects supervisor? Um, Christ. Yeah, it's just fucking nuts. So yeah, Trish heads out into the rain uh, looking for Mother, stumbles upon Rob's tent within like a minute of walking. So like I said, he's just camping in their garden. Yep. And uh, she decides to hide in his tent for a bit before Rob arrives and tries to machete her before realising it's Trish. Not, this is like, this. it's the poorest attempt at finding her mum ever. She yeah. looks, I'm going to go and find mum. She walks this far and just gets in his tent and just sits there. Yeah. Like, well, is she in here? No. <laughs> Move on then, Trish. <laughs> I'm still searching the tent. Yeah. Can you imagine when the police turn up at the end of this and they're like, where's your mother gone? Because, well, I tried looking for her in Rob's tent. (laughs) Uh, Then we don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Cut back to the teen house where Jimmy is in bed with Tina post-bang. Yeah. And Jimmy is asking for a review of his performance. Basically, yeah. And she says he was incredible. Good for Jimmy. Yeah. I knew he had it in him. She's a liar, but good for Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah. No, I reckon he did. You saw how rhythmic he was with his dancing. (laughs) Fucking the boy's got moves. (laughs) Jimmy heads downstairs where Ted is still watching the old porno uh, just to rub it in his face that he got laid. Yeah, this is like an awful scene as well. It does not paint Jimmy in a good light because he basically comes down and sits next to him and hands him her fucking knickers, her panties. (laughs) And he's like, there you go. And Teddy's like, (laughs) just laughing maniacally for some reason. But yeah, Jimmy's basically like, Jimmy's like, (laughs) banged her, smell my fingers. (laughs) It's awful. (laughs) That's it. It's like, oh, what is it? Give an ugly guy a chance. He thinks he rules the world. (laughs) (laughs) Just smell my dick. (laughs) Jimmy then heads to the kitchen to get some wine. And he gets a corkscrew stabbed through his hand and then a meat cleaver to the face. Yeah. Right. Now, this is in the kitchen. Teddy is in the living room, which is this far away. Yeah, it doesn't hear. Yeah, but he can't hear anything. Like fucking, like Jason's so fucking skillful and quick. He stabs, uh, what's his Crispin Glover's like hand with yeah. the thing, and he opens his mouth in this silent scream, and yeah. then he machetes him in the face before he can make a noise. But he doesn't hear anything. Yeah, it doesn't hear anything at all. No, it's like it's hardly a ninja kill, is it? It's, <laughs> it's kind of messy. Yeah, <laughs> but I think Ted's gonna be stoned. <laughs> Still, <laughs> I don't know. So, is he having trouble opening that bottle of wine in there? Yeah. <laughs> also, we never. 
you never see the killer in these scenes really mm. like it just doesn't what's the point of this what's the point of hiding it like it's yeah, a we all know it's jason yeah. i think it's worth taking time a moment here to ask ourselves who's doing the killing <laughs> Jason, because I'm not on screen. Jason keeps calling a meeting in the living room. Going, oh, could be any one of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where was Terry when Jimmy got killed? Huh? Fucking maggots coming out the side of his head. <laughs> <laughs> There's Jason with Poirot's there. Like, yeah. I reckon it was you. Oh, whoa, 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 there, Mr. Mustache. You haven't looked at all the facts. Columbo, yeah. Just one more question. No. One more thing. <laughs> Yeah, they hide the fact, like, you never really see Jason doing the killing. It's like, we know it's him. So why is it, why aren't we getting, we need more Jason action. We need to see. It's only, it's it's kind of after sort of They do it in the third one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Anyway, Tina upstairs notices through the window that Terry's bike is still outside. (laughs) Yeah. When suddenly, Jason smash grabs her through the window and launches her out of the window onto a car. Yeah. He's just been down in the kitchen yep. seconds before. Yeah. I mean, this this is where like the, the whole thing that Jason can teleport. Like, it's, yeah. um, I mean, it gets worse after this film, I think. But the, this is where it's starting to to show. But yeah, like, so he's down in the kitchen, and then he's immediately outside of her window, which is just, a story up. Yeah, which is a story up. Like, Spider Man. Like, Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, and he just comes through and just launches her. Yeah. <laughs> because. And yeah, so she is thrown out of the window, lands on a car roof, and this kills her. This wouldn't kill you. No. It's one floor. <laughs> yeah. It's... And like, you, a broken bone, uh, yeah, you, like you, a busted shoulder, for a sure. Bit, but yeah. death? No. No. Come on. Also, again, this is now a smashed window, like, and somebody bouncing off the car, and all of the windows in the car smashing out. Oh, yeah, she hits it with some real force. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Teddy's still like, <laughs> boobs. <laughs> 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 so weird <laughs> yeah and it's not like the film's really loud it's a silent movie yeah. <laughs> ridiculous back over at Rob's tent he reveals that his sister was killed by Jason and that he's not really hunting bear or kids he's hunting Jason the scene lasts about as long as it's taken me to say this sentence. Yeah, That's his, it. Uh, his sister is uh, Sandra from part two. Yes, yes. Again, which happened two days ago. <laughs> or maybe two years ago. Don't <laughs> it doesn't matter. No. Time is a man-made construct. Yeah, he's not really hunting bears or kids. He's there for Jason. Who saw that coming? Yeah, especially as, everyone. Especially as, even the, I saw that coming. With the timing of this film, they're like, she goes like, "Well, he's dead. He's in the hospital." And he goes, "No, he's definitely alive." I mean, he was in the hospital this morning. I mean, yeah. this is only one day. How is he like fucking? <gasps> my spot, my Jason sense is tingling. <laughs> like my sister's killer has revived himself and scrambled out of the morgue. Yes, so I've come from Connecticut. Yeah, <laughs> I ran all the way here on my bear hunter legs. <laughs> Yeah, it makes no sense. Like t- Time does not have any relevance in this fucking no. universe. Over at the teen house, Sarah and Doug are banging in the shower while Ted is still watching the porn. Yep. When he's finally killed, poor <laughs> Ted. He's stabbed through the back of the head through the projection screen. Yes. Then it's finally, I have to say, I feel a bit bad about this one. He was such a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely died a virgin. Yeah, Ted was a fucking loser. Definitely. Yeah, he's a. Uh, he gets up to like molest the the screen. Yeah, and uh, he that's, does, that's, he tries to kiss the Teddy line. Yeah, do you want to kiss the Teddy bear? It's like it's a it's a film, it's a film. screen, and yeah, he stabs him through the projection screen. Yeah. Ah oh, dear. Jason's like doing him a service. He's like just putting him out of his misery. He's like, <laughs> yeah, basically. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to a better place. Son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Back- what, the the fifty thousand virgins or whatever you're gonna get there. <laughs> Back upstairs, Sarah and Doug have finished banging, and Doug says, "Sarah, I think I'm in heaven." To which Sarah replies, "I think I'm in love." Yeah. To which Doug says, "What?" He definitely, um, he definitely, he definitely heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm? <laughs> sorry, the shower's really loud. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, I can barely hear you. It's a terrible line. <laughs> We're not on the phone, Doug. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Shit. Sarah goes to dry her hair, leaving Doug in the shower, where he is killed by face squishing. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> squeezes his, like, his eyes start to pop out. Yeah. Um, Jason yeah. basically just 
smushes his face into the wall. <laughs> we smashes through the thing again. Nobody hears. No. <laughs> the hairdryer's she, going. Yeah, she's got the hairdryer going, so she doesn't hear the huge smashing of all the glass. Mm. Yeah, and he squeezes his face up against it, and then she's like, "Oh, I better go and check on Doug, the man I love." Yeah. <laughs> Sarah returns to the bathroom to find Squish Face Doug. Well, now he's like not only Squish Face, he's been but he's also up. been impaled on the glass, on the jagged glass. Yes. Yeah, so like it's like down like that. He's just pretending to be dead. Yeah. He's like. Yeah, this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so she runs screaming, just wearing a towel, downstairs, and she gets an axe launched into her chest through a door. I love this bit. We then immediately cut to Tommy walking through a doorway. <laughs> Is it supposed to look like Tommy's killed her? Because it does. <laughs> well, I didn't think that. Terrible editing. <laughs> it's just like she gets up to the door and the door goes poof. And then she's just got an axe in her. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking fantastic. And she's on the floor. Like, oh, and then it cuts to a doorway Tommy's walking through. It's yeah. like, oh, is it? Right. It, that, okay. So anyway, we're now in Tommy's house and Trish and Rob return. Oh, yeah. The lights now work because Tommy fixed them. And Rob says he's going next door and Trish insists that she goes with him and leave her little brother alone again. Yeah. Like literally just like, it's fucking dangerous, but you stay here on your own. So, oh, and then, then so, <clears throat> Rob goes, hold the fork, Tommy. Yeah. But you don't, you're not my dad. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm 10. Yeah. And you haven't even given me, like, a weapon. Yeah. And I know you've got loads. Because yeah. you're hunting bear and kids. You're fucking Just set up some, uh, like... Home Alone. Did Home you see that movie, Home Alone, that's yeah. not been made yet? It's another 15 years ago, it comes out. But still. Yeah. Oh, and at this point, we get a scene, a customer scene of um, Jason pulling, like, a black box off the side of the building. There's, like... Oh, the phone lines. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's, it's like ripping the phone the okay. cables off. It's never mentioned that the phone... No one tries to phone anyone. Yeah, Trish does. Uh, she gets in the house and starts trying to ring like, and she can't get through to anything that's when they decide to leave Tommy with no form of communication to the outside world either oh yeah I was just like oh I didn't know what it was yeah, it's no, just a black box yeah it's it's, it's the phone lines and but it's, it's not just, attached to anything <laughs> it just pulls out <laughs> doesn't make any sense it's literally just a black box on the side of a building there's yeah. no wires or anything no fucking stupid <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's, that's when she starts she tries to use the phone. She's like, right, me and you, Rob, we're going to go. Tommy, you stay here and essentially die. Yeah, <laughs> on your own, no communication, no, no. weapons. No, there's literally the yeah, nothing to save you here. Yeah, well, off we go. So Rob and Trish head over to the teen house with Gordon. And Rob heads into the basement. Trish is left alone. And then Gordon is either thrown or jumps through a window. Yeah, Gordon what the hell's kills going himself on? for no reason. <laughs> He just goes upstairs and then he's like, is he jumps out the window. There's like a a, a dog yelp noise, yeah. and then the a cut to the dog j- jumping. I mean, quite obviously jumping. Yeah, and smashing it? through the glass. Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be and Jason has thrown it out. Of the- is he dead? What's going on? It's really unclear. But yeah, he definitely like that dog jumps out of the window. Like, there's no ifs ands or buts about yeah. it. You see it launch itself. And so if it's supposed to look like Jason has thrown it, that's an epic fail. Yeah. <laughs> like other, but yeah, it just looks like Gordon was like, I'm just gonna have a look upstairs. Oh no, hang on, I'm just gonna throw myself out his window. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I guess maybe run away. Yeah, or die. Don't know. Fuck knows. Don't know what's happened there. Well, fucking. All. I mean, if Tina died, <laughs> then Gordon's dead. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say dogs land on their feet. That's cats. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Gordon is dead. So Trish makes her way upstairs. Meanwhile, Tommy at the other house has found a bunch of newspaper clippings amongst Rob's stuff, all about Jason and the killings, including an artist rendition of Jason. Yeah. They a, did me dirty. <laughs> I don't look like that. <laughs> well, I'm more handsome than this. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it's a bad drawing. Baby Jason is. Yeah. yeah. With a bald head and yeah. all ugly. Back at the teen house, Trish finds Doug's body and runs into the basement to get Rob. And yeah. then I'm not really sure what happens because it was so dark I couldn't see what was happening on the screen. But Rob is killed in the basement. Right. Well, yeah, because I, I was like, I was like, it's, it's just, has Trish got stuck in the stairs? They're going up they're the going stairs. Upstairs, but they stop for some reason. I think a stair collapses. Something like that. And I think Trish might be stuck. And then he drops something. Rob, yeah. And he goes, oh, hang on. And he goes back he to goes, get yeah. it. He goes, yeah. And then Jason, who's been in the cellar the whole time, even though Rob's been in there for like 10 minutes now, just looking around with the torch. And he threw Jason, the dog out the window, apparently. Yeah, Jason now goes, blah. Yeah. <laughs> so Jason, yeah, he goes back to get something. So it's really dark. Can't see yeah. what's happening. And Trish definitely isn't stuck in this because she runs. No. At this point. So she. He goes back to get whatever it is. This is where Jason jumps up. He kills Rob. 
So Trish runs off, only to immediately turn around and go yep, back go into back. the basement and take a look at, I guess, Rob's body. But again, it was very dark, so who knows? Yep. Unsurprisingly, Jason is still there. Yeah. And he grabs her by the, the foot uh, before she manages to machete him away well, she and escapes this giant machete a second time. Like waves this giant machete around and just manages to kind of nick him like a tiny little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so she escapes again. And then she goes on the whole body finding thing, which happens in every one of these yeah. films. Well, because Jason's had a bit of a tidy, he's moved all the bodies. Like yeah. Jason does love to like clear up after himself a little yeah. bit, uh, but then he's like <laughs> feng shui. Yeah, he just poses all the dead bodies in fun and uh, <laughs> like jokey ways. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it happens in every one of these films. There is at least five minutes dedicated to someone going around finding all of the bodies, yeah, the people we've Jason's seen killed. Posed. Yeah, posed around. Uh, at this point, everyone is dead but Tommy and Trish. Yeah. And possibly Gordon. But Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Trish, and maybe even Mrs. Jarvis. We, we have no idea where she's That's she true, yeah. <laughs> Trish goes back to her house and they start nailing the door shut. But Jason does one of his signature moves. They all yeah. smash in a window by throwing a body like through it. It's made of gravy. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like... <laughs> smashes it through it's a fantastic shot yeah like the whole it. window goes yeah. <laughs> and it's rob's body that's been it. thrown He's through yeah. <laughs> i love that it's quick it's effective it's shocking yeah it's they do it in i think all of these films yeah someone the, someone's body gets launched through a fucking you do it window in the game as well if you build up a certain amount of rage you can yeah, just you kill him next through. to yeah yeah you, if you that's yeah if you kill someone next to a window jason throws their corpse through and then Ooh. you can just walk through yeah, but you can yeah if you you can build up a certain amount of rage and then like because otherwise you have to kind of smash the doors down. Yeah, you can just walk through them like they're not even there. But despite it's fantastic, but um, also it doesn't like minutes later it completely ruins it. Yeah, despite having made himself an opening, Jason smashes through another window and grabs Tommy from behind, and Trish starts beating him in the head with a hammer. Yeah, Tommy is released and they head upstairs to barricade themselves in Tommy's room. Yeah, with a like wardrobe. A, they put the yeah, wardrobe, wardrobe front halfway of the door. across the door. Yeah, and then Jason turns up. Jason, who has just walked through a door, is now like, ah, <laughs> rattling the door, like knocking. Guys, guys. <laughs> Eventually, he just smashes through. This wardrobe's no match for yeah, me. He goes back for his axe. Yeah, like, and as, like in those two seconds where he's not banging on the door, Trish is like, "Where's he gone?" <laughs> <laughs> got to get an axe <laughs> so he's smashed through the wardrobe and he's kind of half in the door and at this point trish picks up a tv and smashes it into his head knocking him out yeah. it's actually quite funny yeah because <laughs> those old... it's probably like a fuck off yeah those old tvs were heavy as shit as yeah well. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously jason wakes up and he chases trish out of the house back over to the other house upstairs where Trish launches herself out of a window. Yeah, which is like the common theme for a lot of people in this. Yeah. <laughs> she does a Gordon. I'm pretty sure it's the same window. I'm pretty sure it's the same window. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Tina, though, she survives. Yeah, when she looks dead. She looks dead. Yeah. And also like when she lands, it's clearly a mat. Under oh, yeah. Leaves. It's really it's bouncy the, ground. The floor <laughs> it's like... So she survives, unlike Tina. And she walks back to her house, where Tommy is upstairs giving himself a haircut. Yeah, like Tommy just starts washing his hair, then he's like, do you see him shaving it? Bits like, of it yeah. This is not the time, no. Tommy. Jason has followed and is again after Trish, but Trish is armed with a machete. Yeah. And he's having a bit of a hard time killing this one. Yeah, she's like waving it about and he's like, yeah. it's like, whoa there, whoa, whoa, calm down, you crazy bitch. It's like uh, The Shining with uh, Wendy and the baseball bat. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> but he event eventually, he gets her on the ground and it seems he's about to kill her. But then Tommy arrives downstairs calling his name, Jason, and revealing he has shaved his head to look like Jason. He hasn't. He looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> he looks, like he comes he down looks weird. And he's going, Jason, Jason, remember me. I mean, this is a huge gamble to, to hope that Jason has seen Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, It's supposed to look like baby it, Jason. It distracts Jason. Yeah. and it, It's like looking in a mirror. Only not. <laughs> only nothing like me at all. Yeah. <laughs> only it's... Not me, because I'm a fully grown man. And this is a at Jason's boy. <laughs> It's so weird. But yeah, this is what he uses. He dresses up as Jason when he was a child yeah. to distract him. But what's the, what's the logic in this? Like, it's, Jason's going to go, hang on, that's that's tiny me. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> How could it be? What a fascinating turn of events. I must inquire, young me. Yeah. <laughs> what's going on? 
Why are you here like the ghost of Christmas past? <laughs> it's fucking visited nonsense. by three spirits tonight, Jason. Well, one of them's me! <laughs> are they all me? Is the baghead coming back? <laughs> it's fucking stupid as hell. Yeah, it makes no sense at all. But Jason is like, like he starts to reach out like he's going to pick him up and give him a cuddle or something. Yeah. But uh, Trish smacks his mask off and then Tommy machetes Jason through the head. But he ain't quite dead. So Tommy hacks him to death. Oh, yeah. She she knocks the mask off, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. And then, well, Jason, like, Tommy swings the machete and it goes into, like, cuts into his head. So it's like halfway in his skull. Yeah. And then he falls down and he lands on it and it kind of pushes. It basically, like, cuts his brain in half. Yeah. So there's no way he's coming back from that. But he instantly does. <laughs> he just starts twitching. Yeah. So Tommy fucking loses his shit and runs over with the machete and, like, hacks him while Trish is going, like, Tommy, Tommy. Like, just hacks him to, I guess, like, mulch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there for about an hour. <laughs> just hacking at him. He's already dead. Yeah. Stop <laughs> Leave him be. He's had enough. <laughs> we then have a scene in the hospital, and Trish is recovering, and Tommy is still bold and weird looking. Yeah. And the film free- freeze frames on Tommy looking kind of nuts. Yeah. The end. That was it. That was it. That was it. That was it. That was the final chapter. That was the final chapter. Like the or was it the definitive ending of Jason? Yep. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. <laughs> I'd like, say it's one of the better sequels, yeah, believe it or so not. So far, like it's the one I've enjoyed the most, yeah. I think. Um, I quite like the, uh, the the weirdness of Corey Feldman's character, Tommy Jarvis. Is, yeah. Like, it's interesting. Um, quite like Jason in this one. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Jason, like, this is where we, we're getting to the point where he's becoming this like unstoppable force of like hatred mm. or whatever. Um, and I like that. Um, but yeah, I do think, I think it, this this has upped its game in terms of writing. I mean, not. <laughs> uh, we know we, we yeah. make it sound bad, but this is better. Yeah, this is a hundred percent better than any of the ones that come before it. Um, I do. Yeah, I feel like this is a this is a good step in the franchise. Right at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was no more ever made. <laughs> it is. Um, it's missing a doomsayer though. Oh yeah. There's I no doomsayer character, that, yeah. and there's no real. Just a prankster character. No, Ted is a shit. bit, but Ted's terrible. Yeah, he's an awful. There's character. no Shelby or the other one. No, um, but yeah, I think this was, this was like kind of yeah better than yeah. Some of the kills were good. Yeah, um, I do like chucking Tina out the window like because she flies. Yeah, <laughs> I quite liked uh, Tina and Terry. Yep, they were just like these random teens and now we're friends with you let's come back to yours and (laughs) all this stuff yeah odd yeah definitely one of the better sequels yeah the best one we've done so far oh absolutely yeah Yeah. without shadow of a doubt excuse me some trivia for this movie the budget of this was 2.6 million dollars it grossed 32 million dollars wow what a shame it's the last one (laughs) 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 Uh, why did they make more (laughs) Bonnie Hellman, who plays the hitchhiker, is probably the most prolific actor to appear in a Friday the 13th movie, second only to Kevin Bacon. Oh, wow. She has appeared in, are you ready for this? Yep. Knight Rider, L.A. Law, Murder, She Wrote, Home Improvement, Beverly Hills 90210, Sister, Sister, Anger Management, the Adam Sandler film, My Name is Earl, Desperate Housewives, Parks and Rec, Raising Hope, Weeds, Two Broke Girls, Glee, Glow, and most recently, the David O. Russell film, Amsterdam. Oh, wow. (laughs) She's had a long insane, career. Yeah. yeah. Obviously in this movie, no lines. Yeah, no, no, Killed in 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Killed eating a banana. Joseph Zaito was asked to write and direct this film, to which he said, I'm not a writer. The studio offered to double his fee to write as well. And he said, I am a writer. <laughs> <laughs> but he ended up taking the extra money and hiring a writer called Barney Cohen. Brilliant. <laughs> Pointless. Yeah. What a waste of everyone's time and effort. He probably, he probably tried. I mean, he was like, fucking, I'll give it a go for, for all that money. And he was like, no. <laughs> but, I just, but, I'll just hire someone then. Yeah. They're not going to. Fuck it. Uh, Rob's sister is Sandra, one of the victims from Friday the 13th Part 2. We mentioned that. Yeah. Ted White, who plays Jason, is in this, uh, in this film. He didn't want to be credited. Why? Because he <laughs> thought it was a dog shit movie. <laughs> it's a good dog shit movie. <laughs> he also didn't get on with Joseph Zito, Zito, whatever you want to say. Yeah. And he didn't get on with Tom Savini to begin with. All right. He had a big argument with uh, Zito over um, the girl that plays Samantha. 
Zaito wanted her to stay in the water right in December Ugh. and right. Zaito insisted that she'd be able to get out sorry uh, what's his name Ted White insisted that she get out between takes yeah and Zaito said no so Ted White who's a big bloke by the way just sat down and refused to act or do anything until he agreed can you imagine arguing with Jason I know <laughs> <laughs> Joe just do as he says yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, fucking Jason being like arguing for the welfare of a young woman. Yeah. Like, That's got to be surreal as fuck. Yeah. In the mask. Yeah. Don't you dare disrespect women, you piece of shit. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of interesting trivia I found, but the final one is Roger Ebert, legendary film critic, called this film an immoral and reprehensible piece of trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. But Roger. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a fun, immoral, yeah. reprehensible piece of trash. Uh, comments. Oh, People's yeah. comments from the internet. We go on the on Instagram. We always tell you what movie we're going to do and uh, ask for your thoughts and opinions. If you don't follow us on Instagram, make sure you do. Just in case a film pops up and you want us to have a say about it. I have three here. Uh, I'll go first. Page X Bowers says, Corey Feldman. That is all. Okay, <laughs> he is in it. Profound. <laughs> My little slice of hell it is pretty much the same shit, but Jason gets killed by a kid. A little boy is the final girl. Say no more. And Stark 2490. TBH, not a big fan. Much prefer Friday Part 3. No, 3 was awful. <laughs> yeah, I didn't... This, yeah, is, no. this is better than 3. Yeah, no, 3 sucked. 3's one with Shelby, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. 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 We should know. We covered it. <laughs> Just 3D. It's the 3D. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The waving yeah. shit. Uh, so I got Dave Dunmore. Uh, I have a lot of love for these films and I've seen them all several times over. Definitely trying to give it a more professional modern edge and make it punchier. Uh, Fast-paced with a dollop of monotonistic humour thrown in as well. Corey Feldman's great as Tommy Jarvis. Says that this is like a... a, a an essay. An essay. Okay. Uh, he added depth and the cast overall were a lot more varied, which meant that they could have more colour, personality, screen time, and Jason could just be Jason, an emotionless kidding machine. Definitely felt like we were entering a new area of horror that was set up for the likes of The Lost Boys, also starring Corey Feldman three years later. Yeah, I don't mean about depth. Like, Crispin Glover, he's deep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only other one I got was Little Slice of Hell, who also nah. commented on yours, just said, not a bad movie. You have to like the, other, the rest of the series to bother, though. It's fun. Yeah, if you don't, yeah, if you don't like the franchise, then you won't appreciate that this is probably as good as it got. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because Tommy's in the next one, but he's played by Paul Rudd, isn't he? <laughs> uh no, Paul Rudd's in Halloween Part Six. Is he? Oh, we'll find out. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Tommy Jarvis is definitely a recurring character. Yeah, he's definitely appears as an adult. Yeah. In the next one, or the one? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out because we're gonna. Be doing that next. Yeah. No, all right. That was that felt short. Was that a short episode? I don't know. Was it like? Oh, I don't know. Well, we got nothing. Probably, yeah, we didn't do any news, did we? So. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Bye. <laughs> Fine. We're done. I guess we're done. <laughs> well, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, Lee Smith has a YouTube channel, stand-up stuff. Oh yeah, I put stuff on it. Yeah, and you, he does live shows. If I you do. live in the south of England or. Wait. Come and see me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right, now we're going. Right, cheers, bye. Bye. Well, thank you all for coming here tonight and drinking all of my booze. <laughs> oh, really? Please leave. The party's over. Get out.